Hi, I'm attorney Nick Namath with the law offices of Nick Namath, and I want to welcome everybody back to our podcast, Namath IRS News. For those of you joining us for the first time, I've been an attorney for over 20 years, and my firm focuses solely on helping taxpayers resolve IRS issues. Today, our topic for this podcast is going to be bad things that happen to you when you don't pay your taxes. It is an all too common problem. April rolls around, you file your taxes and you realize, oops, we owe the government more than we expected. Why does this happen? Perhaps your employer didn't withhold enough income tax throughout the year. Or maybe you had some life changes, like you lost a couple of dependents that went off to college, but you never adjusted your withholding at work. Whatever the reason, receiving a larger than expected tax bill at tax time can be a shock. Now, if this happens to you, try not to panic. Realize this happens to a lot of people and there are ways to get through it. What you don't want to do is not file your tax return or just simply ignore the problem. We've seen firsthand how missing just one return, even by accident, can quickly snowball into a massive IRS problem. So let's look at what can happen when you owe taxes and don't pay. And we'll cover ways in which our office might be able to help you if you're facing this kind of a dilemma. Our firm has been helping Texans solve IRS problems for over 20 years, and we're here to share this valuable information to ease this life-impacting burden. So let's get into this. I'm joined today by my colleague, Jamie Flores, who will provide an insight into what taxpayers need to know kind of on a question-answer basis. So welcome, Jamie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm Jamie Flores, the managing attorney at the Law Offices of Nick Namath. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Um, We're glad that you're joining us. We have a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and jump right into today's topic. What happens when you do not pay your taxes to the IRS? And our suggestions on how you can handle this situation. Nick, hit me with the first question. All right, Jamie, let's start with the basics. What happens in simple terms if you don't pay your taxes? Well, if you if you do not file your tax return or fail to pay your taxes, the IRS will eventually catch up with you. Now, this can be a life-changing consequence. So some of the bad things that can happen are one, penalties and interest. As long as you owe the IRS money, they are going to collect and that balance will increase due to penalties and interest. Later on in the podcast, I'll go into more detail about those penalties and how they're assessed, um, but it will continue to increase the balance that you owe to them. Another thing that can happen is tax liens. The IRS will issue a lien against your property that you currently own and any property that you're going to own in the future. So this will prevent you from being able to sell your property or assets whenever you want to sell. And this is public information for creditors that can see, future employers will be able to see that liens are filed against you, landlords, um, anytime that you wanna go and try to get a form of credit, they will see that there is an IRS lien against you. Another one would be levies. So levies mean they can go in without any more notice and take your paycheck or levy money right out of your bank account. And it also gives them the authority to seize property like your home or your vehicles. Okay, so if anybody out there is facing issues like Jamie just described, unpaid taxes, bank levies, wage levies, liens, or any other type of IRS problem, try not to lose sleep and don't prolong the agony. Remember, just call us. 
we can discuss your issues with you, tell you, formulate a plan on how to maybe fix them. So just reach out to the law offices and Nick Namath, and we could schedule a consultation to discuss your issues. Question number two for Jamie. Let's go back to this tax lien you talked about, one of those uh, issues you, you mentioned. Can you explain more about the repercussions if the government were to file a tax lien? In other words, how does that affect the taxpayer? Sure. So a tax lien, all that means is that the government is trying to protect the interest that they have by staking claim to whatever property or a portion of their property that you own. So again, this would be like your house, um, investment property, your vehicles. So anything that you own that's of value, it could even be like a horse trailer that you have um, for your horses. They will file a lien against all of your property. And once that lien is in place, then it makes it very difficult for you to sell that property or to borrow against that property. If something happens and say you need a home equity loan, um, then once that lien's filed there, it's a lot more difficult to be able to get those things done. And then, and then if you do want to sell it, they can try to seize your property at that point. Okay. So what can we do? What can the law offices and Nick Namath do to help somebody if they receive a notice of federal tax lien? Yeah, so our attorneys were well-versed in identifying candidates um, and guiding them through this process. There are several options whenever it comes to assisting somebody that has liens already filed against them. So some ways that we can help with this are through a lien withdrawal. This actually will remove the notice of federal tax lien, giving other people the assurance or other interested parties, it assures them that you no longer have a lien filed against you. So there's nobody else competing for an interest in that property. Another option is a lien subordination. While this does not remove the lien, the lien will still stay in effect. It means that the named creditor will allow to move a position up. So now instead of the IRS being number one, the second company would then be number one and the IRS would be number two. So it changes the priority of the lien to where you can borrow against um, something like a home equity loan against your mortgage. Um, another option is getting a lien discharged from a said property. The IRS will grant a discharge of property under several different provisions. It gets kind of complicated when trying to do that um, because the lien will still attach to an actual person, um, but it's releasing a particular property from the lien so that say somebody else would be able to sell that property for you. Okay, and as overwhelming as all this might seem to somebody listening in, please remember that our firm has highly experienced attorneys who deal with the lien unit and deal with these types of uh, responses on a daily basis. So there is a fix to whatever this kind of problem is. Let's go on to the next question, Jamie. Um, everything we're talking about here, like I said, it's overwhelming. It sounds complicated not something somebody wants, a lay person wants to deal with by simply calling the IRS and starting to discuss these issues. But sure. what is the worst case scenario for somebody who repeatedly fails to file or pay their taxes? Yeah, so I've kind of touched base on some of these already, but there are three main things come to mind for worst case scenarios for me. One, going to jail. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to go to jail. So you can't go to jail for not paying your taxes, but you can go to jail for not filing your tax returns. So even if you can't pay what you owe, still file your tax returns. And 
Also, if you don't file your return, the IRS can then go in and issue a substitute for return to where you don't get any of the exclusions or deductions and benefits that you otherwise would get if you would just file that return. So one, you can go to jail for not filing your tax return. Two, levies and garnishments. So the IRS, again, has authority to levy the money right out of your bank account. You'll go in to use your debit card, going to get food at Chick-fil-A tomorrow, and it's just going to be declined. And then you'll get a notice from your bank that they will hold the funds for 21 days and then release whatever money you had in your account directly to the IRS to pay down what's owed to them. The second thing, if you're self-employed, then they will issue a levy directly to your payor. Um, and it requires your payor, instead of paying you your money that's rightfully owed to you, um, for your services that you rendered, they will send that money directly to the IRS. Um, so that's if you're self-employed. If you are a W-2 wage earner, then they will issue a wage garnishment directly to your employer, where again, the employer has to withhold the funds that you are going to be paid for your work um, and send it to pay down the IRS, the money that's owed to them. The third thing um, for worst case scenario are seizures. This is when the IRS can come in and actually seize your home or your investment property or your vehicles, retirement accounts, all of those things that you've worked so hard to acquire, um, they can go in and seize it. So there are those are the three main things that I think are worst case scenarios that we need to try to help you fix or prevent. So this is good information to be aware of for anybody that's facing these kind of an issue, if, these kind of issues. Let's talk about common situations that lead people to get into these problems in the first place. How do you see these kind of things materialize most commonly? Sure. So the situations we most frequently see in our office um, and with other tax attorneys locally um, is one would be the late filer. So people that choose to not file their tax return or just file it late after the due date. So usually the due date is April 15th. Um, sometimes last year and a couple of years, it's, it's changed because of natural disasters and because of COVID. But um, filing the tax return late often gets you into some trouble with the IRS. Um, two would be the non-filer. People just don't file their tax returns. They'll come to us and they'll say, you know, I've earned money for the last 20 years and I haven't filed a tax return since 2002. Um, and there are strategic ways that we go around. It may not be, let's go back and file your tax returns back to 2002, um, but we want to make sure that you get compliant. So two would be a non-filer um, and then making sure that they get compliant, but that causes a, a huge problem. And three would be people that pay their taxes late or don't pay at all. So, um, and sometimes we understand things come up that uh, because you know you're gonna owe, you just choose to not file, um, but file the tax return, even if you can't pay. And we have solutions that we'll discuss um, if that is the case. It's funny that you mentioned people not filing for 20 years, because when we talk about that with some people that do file, they're just completely surprised how does somebody not file for 20 years? But as you know, we see that in our conference rooms every single day. Somebody comes in and just hadn't filed a return. And the problem is you think the IRS would notify you after a year or two, but they simply don't. They just take 10 or 20 years sometimes to get caught up with you. So Jamie, next question. When we talk about these three incidences you talk, just talked about, about how people get in these problems, can you briefly discuss what happens in each of those scenarios? 
Sure. And something that you had just said, it really makes me think when they come in and they haven't filed for so long and they haven't assessed tax against them, or maybe they have, and just the taxpayer has moved a couple times and hasn't received notices. Um, once we do a compliance check, we get all that information for them. And it's just I think taxpayers just don't understand how understaffed the IRS is. So yes, they may have been under the radar and nobody has sent notices or they haven't received notices, but eventually they are going to get notice and the IRS can assess those taxes against them forever as long as they don't file the tax return. So, uh, but yes, let me answer your question. So if you file your tax return late or you fail to file your tax return, you face interest and penalties for both of those things, failure to file and failure to pay. Uh, the ways in which penalties are, are applied are really confusing. So let me try to explain it um, a little bit. So failure to file penalty is 5% of the unpaid taxes for each month or part of the month which the tax return is late. But this penalty is capped out at 25% of the unpaid taxes. If you file your return, but you fail to pay your taxes, this is then failure to pay. The failure to pay penalty is 0.5% of unpaid taxes for each month or part of the month in which the tax remains unpaid. So as long as there's a balance on there, you're going to get that failure to file and failure to pay penalty. But again, that will not exceed 25% of the unpaid balance. Now, interest is a little bit different. So penalties cap out at 25%. But interest will continue to accrue until all of your unpaid balances have been paid in full or has expired based on statute. The interest rate compounds daily from the due date of the actual return until it's been paid in full. It sure sounds like what you're saying is this grows and grows and grows if you don't do something about it. So like I said earlier, if, yeah, if somebody is dealing with these kind of issues, our team is committed to work with you, not only to solve the problem, but to find out exactly what the issues are that require immediate attention, and then is gonna help prevent any potential civil or criminal actions that the IRS may impose against you. When it comes to understanding the nuances of dealing with the IRS, the tax lawyers at the law offices at Nick Namath can help. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. So Jamie, we've gone over a lot of information, but overall it sounds like filing late and paying your taxes late or not paying them at all is just not worth it, even if you don't have the funds to pay in full. What do you recommend people do other than ignore the problem? Yeah, so first of all, if you know that you are not gonna file your tax return by the due date, I mean, everybody knows what the due date is. It's April 15th. Yes, sometimes that changes, but if you know you are not gonna be able to complete that tax return, you have not prepared all of your documents to give to your CPA or preparer or our tax firm, then you need to file an extension. So it is an extension to file, not to pay. So if you know that you're gonna owe taxes, go ahead and send in a voluntary payment or an estimated tax payment, um, but get somebody to help you file an extension to make sure at least you're covered from that, from that failure to file penalty for six more months. Now, if you don't have the funds to cover your entire tax bill, that's okay too. Rather than not paying or paying late, there are steps that you can take to get into a solution that works best for you and your financial needs. With professional IRS debt help, 
you can apply for relief options, such as the extension of time that you have to pay. Sometimes you can get up to six months to pay in full. Um, yes, it will still accrue interest, but it still shows that you're a compliant filer with the IRS, um, which may help you in the future if you ever need their help with something. There's also options for a partial pay installment agreement where you can break the payments down into manageable monthly payments based on your needs, and it makes it a little bit easier for you to handle in your household. So there are options. Um, just make sure that you file your tax returns, even if you can't pay. That's good information, Jamie. Let's end on a more positive note with this last question for <laughs> you in today's podcast. What would you recommend to somebody who owes taxes, doesn't have the money to cover that bill, but does want to make things right and do, do the right thing and not ignore this problem? First of all, recognize that you are not alone in this situation. We have so many people that come in and they are just ashamed that they owe the IRS money and they don't understand how did they get themselves into this situation and they just want out um, and we can help. So according to the 2019 CNBC report, the IRS placed over 500,000 tax liens on property and issued nearly 800,000 notices of levy to third parties garnishing income for delinquent taxpayers. So the repercussions of this are, are significant. Um, so just reach out to somebody. If you're in this situation, the worst thing that you could do is ignore it and keep your head buried in the sand. Your tax debt and the problems that you face will only get bigger. This should be a top priority, but we understand that life happens. So get our office to help formulate a plan to determine the best way to tackle your IRS tax debt help uh, based on your needs and finances. There are options available for you to get this resolved in a timely manner so that we can lift that burden and you can go on with your life. Good stuff, Jamie. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Namath IRS News with me, your host, Nick Namath, and my co-host, Jamie Flores. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into bad things that can happen when you don't pay your taxes. So listen, if you're struggling with an IRS issue, head over to our website, www.myirsteam.com, or give us a call at 972-484-0-TAX. That's 972-484-0829 to schedule a free consultation with our office. This consultation can be done by phone, it could be done in person, it could be done by Zoom. Just don't hesitate to reach out to us for help. To stay informed with other good information we disseminate occasionally, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Jamie, you wanna close us out? Sure, if you like what you heard today, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share this content with your family and friends. It's free to do, and it would really help out our show. At the end of the day, this information is ultimately meant to benefit you. So please help us help you. Tune in next time when we discuss another exciting tax topic. Thanks everybody for listening. The information provided during this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice.